Covered in Glory is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to another and a final edition of Covered in Glory for this regular season of the Premier League, Brett. It is an extremely bittersweet time of year. My kids had their last day of school today, and they're in all of their feelings about that. I had my last youth soccer tournament over the weekend, and I'm in my own feelings about that. And of course, the Premier League wraps up this week. How are you feeling about everything? Saying goodbye. Uh, well, it's weird. I'm actually saying goodbye to a job <laughs> and starting a new one. Uh, so it is the whole string of uh, goodbyes. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I can't hide the disappointment. I, I was really hoping last week would have set us up for something that we could have really looked forward to this week. Um, we basically just have one relegation battle, one relegation spot to, to look forward to. Uh, but on the balance, you know, I know for you, it was a painful year. And, and I want you to say, I want to say, I'm here for you. This is a safe space. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, but on the whole, I mean, we have a chance to see a uh, historic trouble. We saw the Premier League goal scoring record broken. Like there's a lot of really cool things that happened. So it's hard to say you're disappointed. Obviously, we, we would like to see more meaningful matches going into the weekend. But hard to say you're disappointed with some of the things we had to see during the year. Yeah, well, when I was in law school, there was this absolute legend who um, was at a party, a really big party, and we were throwing it at the house that I was living at, a couple hundred people there. And we we go into the kitchen, and uh, there's a, a 1L, like she had just started school, and she had been over, she had overserved herself and was sitting in our kitchen just drinking Papa John's garlic sauce things that she had ordered. Oh, oh my God. And it, it was a, it was a seed. It was a mess. I mean, oh, it was as bad as it gets. We're like, what the hell is this? We're like, what the hell is this? Like, we had just met her, and she looked us dead in the eye and goes, "If you didn't want me to ruin the party, you shouldn't have invited me." And that's what <laughs> Chelsea did today. That's what Chelsea did today. There was one shot, one last chance to save the final game of the season and have some other drama, but they invited Chelsea to play against Manchester United to be that savior, and they ruined our collective party. I mean, Chelsea did the the soccer equivalent of drinking garlic sauce all season long, so I guess we can't can't really fault them when they didn't come through for us today. So... Well, uh, before we jump into this week's action, I do have a new favorite penalty kick of all time, Brett. I know this is indulgent, but I've been doing this uh, show all season, so just give me 60 seconds. Youth soccer tournament uh, this this weekend. Tournament final. My girl, Kate, she's been playing with this travel team for several years. We're moving. We're relocating back to the East Coast. Another uh, goodbye, I'm saying, to Austin. And we're doing it in the next couple of weeks. So this is the last game she's ever going to play. Goes to penalties. It's uh, two, two with one kick left. Kate Mergler steps up for the fifth and final penalty kick and goes full Drogba, full Drogba, her last kick for her club to win a cup. She goes lower left corner on the PK and buries. There it. we go. There we, that's how Mergler's do. That's yeah. how Mergler's do. So I know right that's, that, that, better was be, our, that better be the video loop behind all this dialogue. <laughs> that's what I want to see. 
Well, it was the inspiration for our cover art, that penalty that Drogba took to win the Champions League. But now we got to draw Kate doing the same thing. So that was yeah. really awesome. Filled my heart up. And it, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it made, it made all the travel worthwhile, but it certainly helped lower the bill a little bit. Uh, what, a so cool, I, what a cool way to end. I don't know if we'll have uh, any of the same moments this weekend, given how low the stakes are. So we are going to do something a little bit different on this week's episode. Instead of just doing the big six games, which we will still do out of obligation, uh, but since there's basically no stakes in any of them, we are going to cover nine matches in all this week. The six big, uh, the big six games, the two other games that affect relegation, and then the a brief FA Cup final and a preview at the end, since we're going to be off next week. So let's start with the games that matter, Brett. We never do this. We never start with an Everton Bournemouth matchup, but it is. It is. <laughs> we want people to listen to the show. That's why we would never ever start with this. <laughs> it is the final day of the year, so let's do relegation because it's the only thing left that matters. So we are going to start at Everton, seventeenth at thirty-three points versus Bournemouth, fifteenth at thirty-nine points. Important reminder: every game starts at the same time on Sunday. Uh, so I'm not going to read it for each individual game. If you want to follow all of the action on the final game, you just need a two-week window for one of the wildest sporting events of the year. It starts at 1130 Eastern on Sunday morning. In this matchup, Everton is minus 225. Uh, Bournemouth is plus 600. The draw is plus 340. I'm not even giving the adjusted spread because Everton's situation is a draw won't save them. It, it does give them a good chance on goal differential, uh, but Leeds would have to make up three goals. Uh, you uh, have been supporting uh, the club. Sh- yeah, I know you're the sh- worst Everton fan, but allegedly you're still an Everton fan. This allegedly. is a club that has been in the top flight, what every single year since the beginning of the FA, except for one, I believe, like right around World War II. And just like last year, it comes down to the final day, playing at home, trying to avoid relegation. So, as an Everton fan, I'm going to let you go first. Do you think they go down, or do you think they have it in them one more time? I think they are getting very lucky with the draw here. Um, being at Goodison, uh, playing a Bournemouth team, as we've talked about, uh, the teams that may go down are not necessarily the worst three teams uh, in the league. Bournemouth and Forest take that. It's it's actually just kind of a bummer that teams that are on as uninteresting as Bournemouth has been this year. Uh, besides Dango, I mean, you know, props to Dango. Uh, but unless you're like a huge Dominic Solanke guy, uh, I don't think anybody's like super excited to see Bournemouth go up. So the fact that they're the worst, one of the worst teams in the league, they have nothing to play for. They're playing away to Everton who have everything to play for. Like you talked about the history of just, it's been decades, you know, since they've ever gone down, it would be such a blight on this team. And it would be such a financially crippling thing for this team. if They would go yes. down. Um, <clears throat> every bit of motivation is there and they're playing it to one of the few teams that has worse players uh, than an Everton side. It's going to probably start Neil Malpay, Dwight McNeil and Alex Iwobi in their attacking spots. So to me, I couldn't get to the point in this game where I was going to be like, they're going to cover the adjusted spread. Uh, the money line wasn't great. I don't see them being a two goals better than any team in the league. Cause it's still Everton and they're still hot garbage. Um, so I took the board with that at minus minus one sixty. I do think Everton has a pretty good window to win this. Um, again, it's it just, it's so hard for me to fathom how you can lose to a terrible Bournemouth team that has nothing to play for. Wow. Would that be embarrassing? My brain can't wrap my head around it as like a former competitor at all, how you could lose that. So I don't trust them to cover any adjusted spreads, but I think they're going to win. Yeah. 
I'm taking them at minus 225 on the money line just because of the home crowd and the pride and the tradition, anything else. And as you said, the stakes are extraordinarily high here because they're not a team set up to be like a yo-yo club. They have a, they don't have a weight no. structure to support it. They don't have a a back office that is used to trying to like buy and sell players to bounce up and down between the championships. Well, and like, fraudulent reg- revenue streams due to Russian oligarchs that that's kind of how to hurt them too. And they might have to sell, and obviously the yep. reinvestment into the club uh, changes dramatically if they're a championship side instead of a premier side. So this is like a I mean I don't want to be over dramatic, but they're they're staring on the cliff of a death spiral here. Yeah, um, well, absolutely. Okay. I mean, this is like a Portsmouth type situation, I think, in the waiting if they if they do go down. Um, and, and the other thing we didn't mention is there's the stadium deal that probably hinges on them staying up as well. So yeah. like this is like there are there every single aspect of this is massive for Everton to stay up. Yeah. Like absolutely huge for them to yeah, stay up. Yeah. So so when we talk about stakes and games, like yes, you know, making the Champions League versus not making the Champions League has a material impact on your club. Winning the title versus not winning a title, big impact on the fan base and the club, but it's not actual life and death and like they might be playing for the entire shield on Sunday yeah. uh, because as you said, like we've seen teams death spiral in the past and they looked a lot like Everton look right now. So I think that home crowd is going to turn up in a massive way. Uh, as you said, Bournemouth isn't a very good squad. They have no motivation whatsoever. Everton's playing for their absolute lives. Uh, and so I think they're going to cover, but overall, or I'm sorry, the win on the money line. I didn't even give the adjusted um, but overall, like, I don't think I'm playing any lines this week because who the hell knows what's going to happen outside of these relegation games. And so I'm going to play a lot of my props this week and I'm, um, uh, giving this kind of like universal stack cause it's going to govern a lot of my picks. Uh, the final game of the year when people don't have as much to play for, is just like often wide open, wild ass games. Yeah. Uh, and with a lot of goals. So I looked at the last game, the last, uh, game last year, there were 18 teams that scored last year out of the 20 and nine out of the 10 games went over 2.5. And so this other thing that happens, and we learned this at the world cup, right? Brett is there some scoreboard watching as the clock's ticking. And then you have to change your style as the other games, you know, you hear the score of the other games. And so second halves, I am huge on this week. Um, Second halves over specifically, or second half being higher scoring than the first half. That hit seven out of 10 times last week because people have to really go full-throated for it. And that's what I'm playing here in the Everton game. Highest scoring half second. If they have to start chasing or whatever they have to do in order to stay up, that's only minus 110, which I think is really good value. Yeah. Um, I mean, that uh, that's a that's kind of where my head was at too. Um, just that you hit it right in the head. There seems to be a very uh, like pick like a pickup soccer aspect of these matches, especially when you there's no one that really cares. Um, And most of these matches are literally being played for absolutely nothing. So I love that idea. That's uh, it's an interesting stat that you threw out there from last year as well. Um, And for me, the, the, the prop that looked the best is without Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who looks like he's a huge doubt for this game, which also is probably not great for Everton covering spreads or maybe even the money line um, is Dwight McNeil, Burnley legend reunited with Sean, (laughs) uh, Sean Dice. It's going to be gunning, Toby. There are going to be some 35-yard rockets because he's made a couple on the way in. His uh, two shots on goal number is plus 200. And you better believe that without Calvert-Lewin in there, Dwight's going to be 
gunning. He is going to be the J.R. Smith of soccer players. Andre Schurler oh. is going to be be like, why didn't I do that? He may take like seven shots. They all might be from a step inside the halfway line. And he just needs to put two of them inside the goal frame. That's all. I, I'm going to miss you this summer. Dwight <laughs> McNeil, two shots on target. That is brilliant. Uh, I will I will co-sign that. It's literally for- the only thing that I can look at. And it's honestly, with the way that he's been playing and with his absolute disregard for where he is on the pitch before he shoots, it's one of my favorite bets of the week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, for craps and giggles, I will get behind that one. But holy yeah. hell, I cannot say I was looking up Dwight McNeil props as I was picking my lines. <laughs> All right, let's move to the second of the three games in the relegation uh, battle that really matters. And this one is Leicester City, 18th at 31 points versus West Ham, 14th at 40 points. Leicester minus 109, West Ham plus 260. The draw is plus 280. West Ham uh, plus half a goal is minus 120 as well. So Leicester has to win. They cannot play for a draw. That's why I gave out that West Ham line. Um, Leicester absolutely has to go after this game. They are at home. If they win, then Everton has to win. If Leicester wins and Everton uh, doesn't win, then Leicester stays up and, and Everton goes down. So mm-hmm. I, they're really going after this game. Um, I also think they suck. I think they suck hard. And I can see them bottling this because I don't believe in their crowd and I don't believe in them as much as Everton. And I think like, you know, when aliens look back a hundred years from now and see that Leicester title and then see them in the third division for 50 of the hundred years after that, it's going to be the most confusing thing to happen in the history of sports. So I'm taking West Ham on the, uh, uh, you know, with the half goal. So on the double chance, minus 120, and it's just a bet against Leicester. I don't think they're going to have the magic in their boots to capture this and stay up and send Everton down. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the only thing I'll say about this is we, uh, we've seen, or I probably seem to mention it almost every week is uh, our friend of the pod, Ryan O'Hanlon wrote another excellent piece on ESPN about the goalkeeping issues. Um, I was amused a little bit on that one. I'm going to take some partial credit. Uh, the goalkeeping issues that are facing the teams that may get relegated. Um, and we, we, you and I have talked a lot about post-shot expected goals. We've explained this basically like where the ball ends up on target and then how often a goalkeeper should essentially save that shot. And Lester's goalkeeping has been horrible. Um, the same thing with like Wilfred and Didi falling off the face of the earth is it used to be the guy that I think everybody wanted to get as their six. And now he like, you watch the game and you're like, Oh, indeed just got subbed off. He was playing this whole time. Um, so there's some stuff going on with Lester that I think is mostly just bad luck. There is some attacking talent. I'm not a huge Harvey Barnes guy, but he's okay. Uh, I don't know where, where James Madison fits in the hierarchy of good soccer players in terms of being on a winning club, but he can do some stuff for you. Vardy has been getting some shots again, uh, trying to turn back the clock here. Uh, and Ianacho, the Kalichi Ianacho, who it's kind of like a, like the stat nerds, like one of favorite players. Cause he always posts like amazing underlying numbers, but he's never healthy and never fit. Um, but Lester has actually had a positive goal differential, Toby with Ianacho on the pitch, which is just shocking. I had to look at it four times to make sure I was looking at the right number. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with, with Lester, I think they have the talent to do it. I think there's been some luck circumstances, but they've also like had matches like they should have put Everton away and they didn't. Um, and like Dean Smith had them playing so conservatively in some of these matches as well, too. Um, like they just blew some matches that I just don't think they should have. I, I hate doing this because it's getting into people's mentals and we're not there. We're not in the locker rooms. 
but there does seem to be a weird spirit thing about them. And so my head is my head is going to force me to take the money line because I'm like, they have attacking talent, they can win. But like my gut hears me say that out loud and they're like, dude, if you watch that team play, they look like they have no soul. Um, But I'm going with my head. I don't, I mean, my gut has led me in some very poor directions, both on this podcast and other assets of my facets of my life. Um, So I'm going to go with my head. I'm going to take the money line. uh, And I'm also going to stick in the same Dwight McNeil vein. Cause when you talk about gunners, James Madison is a gunner. I don't know who your favorite all-time NBA gunner was, but James Madison would probably rival that guy in a relegation match as probably Lester's best attacker against the West Ham team that is going to set up shop and defend deep under the David Moyes specialty. He will be bombing away. His line is not as juicy as Dwight McNeil's because it's Dwight McNeil. So you're going to get a little bit of more juice on that. Uh, but for his line, he was minus 110 for two plus shots on target. I just think these teams are desperate. These guys are going to be shooting from everywhere and anywhere when they get a window. And James Madison is one of the biggest gunners in the Premier League. So give me these shots on target. Let's yeah. go. Rip them, boys. Fun. This is fun. We're both playing patterns. I am taking highest scoring half second at plus 105 in this game uh, because I think that the first half could very well be scoreless. And if the first half is scoreless and you just need a goal in the second half and they're scoreboard watching and you know, yeah. they really have a chance to go after it, like I think one or two is almost a given. So if you want to look at highest scoring half, second, second half overs, will Lester score in the second half? Any number that's, you know, in the minus 130 to like plus 150 range, I think are all great values. Yeah. Well, I mean, and just this is going to be different than any game in the season leading up to it in the sense that like if this was in October, Dean Smith would maybe near the end of it be fine. It's one, one. We're just going to play for the draw, take the point, move on to the next week. He is going to just throw everybody. He's going to take fans in the stands. Be like, can you play striker? You're on the pitch. So that's you. You're up. Um, So it's going to lead to a goal either for them or West Ham is going to have like four on one counters, you know, and Daniel Iverson is going to be in their way. Well, so uh, what you just said is exactly the scenario I see in our final relegation battle, which is Leeds United 19th at 31 points versus Tottenham 8th at 57 points. This game is Sunday at 1130 a.m. Tottenham is plus 135. Leeds is plus 175. The draw is plus 265. Spurs minus half a goal is plus 135. Leeds is minus 175. So Leeds needs to win and needs Everton to either lose or draw, and then Leeds needs to make up a three-goal differential. Uh, so Leeds has all the excitement in the world to play for here in going after goals, and they have none of the ability to actually execute this plan. Nor the manager. <laughs> and, and they don't have the manager, and the Spurs are one of the great counterattacking sides there is um, in, you know, in the Premier League. So I see a ton of goals. Uh, I see absolute end-to-end madness in this matchup. It's probably going to be the most entertaining game of the 10. Like, if you only got one TV, this is probably the one I would put it on if you want just pure, uncut adrenaline. Um, And I'm going to back Leeds because it's our last show of the year. So why not fade Spurs one more time? I guess it is fair to note that the Spurs technically do have one thing to play for. Like, they can get in the conference league. If, uh, if they sure, were Harry Kane is stoked about that. Right. Exactly. So I say, win. I guess I should be using air quotes. Like it's making the conference league a win or a loss. <laughs> like you would actually probably rather have the time off midweek. If you actually want to get back into the champions league uh, mix next year. So I'm going to take leads. Cause I, it almost hurts Spurs to win. 
Um, but my favorite bet, Brett, I'm just going to get it out of the way now. Highest scoring half second is minus 115. But the one I love is both score, no draw, plus 114. Because this a, game could have seven, eight, nine goals in it. And the chance it has that many goals and it just ends 4-4 four, four, or 3-3, three, three, I think are extremely low. So you get a plus number that they're both going to score and it's not going to be a tie. is probably my favorite bet of the entire week. Yeah, I mean, this one was tricky for me because I just have no idea how Allardyce is going to set up. Like, is he going to just try to keep the game close and then nick it at the end? Is he going to actually, like, put his foot on the gas from the start? I don't know. I, I think it's it's one of those things we're going to have to see the starting 11 before you do this. Um, but the one thing I will say, and I, I know I'm in a way I'm contradicting myself in the Lester thing, but this team more confidently, I can say that Harry Kane's F's given, no bleeps, Mike, there you go, is Barrett. His field of F's is Barrett. <laughs> I just don't think this team cares. I think this team is broken. I think Kane probably knows that he is in for a summer of a transfer fight. Uh, we don't know the future of Sun. The, this is going to be a rebuild. Daniel Levy has even talked about kind of reconfiguring his front office, bringing in analytics directors and, and being more like the Brighton-Brentford models here. Um, so this team is in the midst of a big shakeup. And I don't think, as you mentioned, Europa Conference League is going to be a big motivating factor. Um, so I think if this was an away match, I would be more inclined to probably say Spurs are going to take advantage just around the raw talent. But the desperation leads, the fact that it's at home, you know, there are some good attackers. Like we, we kind of forgot that Patrick Bamford had a really great season the first time that they came up under Bielsa. He has been a shell of himself because of some injuries. Um, Rodrigo has been really good for them. They have good young attacking talent, uh, Jack Harrelson, Nato, all those guys. So I think they can put up some goals. I don't know how many, um, I, I think getting to three is going to be tough for them, but I did take them on the money line. And I, the, the one bet that stood up and I, <laughs> I know you're going to laugh at me because I have never hit on one of these, but the two, one exact score line is plus 1000. And my, right. my heart says, there's no way if they are going to win that this match will get to three goals against Spurs. I just don't see this, this leads team being able to get to three, at least having to be a big part of their range. And we know they're going to give up a goal because Tyler Adams still isn't playing and they have nobody to stop the opponent from doing anything. Um, so that, that score line just felt like if this is going to be a leads win, I'm going to money line leads. And I believe that Spurs are toast. This is the scoreline that probably gets it done. It's the biggest range and it's 10 to one. So I, I think it, it looked intriguing to me. Call me when no one's listening and I'll book it for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, all right. Well, that is the relegation fight. And those are the games that matter. So we're going to take a break. We're going to give seizures a little bit of love. And then we are going to come back with a glorified NFL preseason slate. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a 
gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF, Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, here we go. Let's pick it random here because none of these games are going to mean uh, anything for the final standings of, that, of material value. Uh, let's just start with Brentford, ninth at 56 points versus Manchester City, first at 89 points. Manchester City is minus 121. Brentford is plus 290. The draw is plus 285. Manchester City minus half a goal is minus 125. Brentford is minus 105. Uh, I, I reflexively, I just have to take Manchester City, right? Like they, I, the rotation is going to be really interesting because they really didn't have anything to play for last weekend. And they still started Holland. Holland, I think is tied with Henri for like uh, assist plus goals in the season. So is he going to insist on trying to score in the first 20 minutes before he subbed out, or are they really going to sit him out before the FA cup and, and the champions league to make sure that they have the best shot they can at the treble. I don't know, but as we've talked about over and over again, like they have so much talent on available to them, unless they even go like full youth, like just give eight guys their debuts who are 17 years old. I think at best they'll be like, even with Brentford in terms of talent, they'll probably still be ahead. And you're getting one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. And only having to pay minus minus one twenty against a Brentford team that also has no motivation. So just give me city. Yeah, this one was tough for me. Uh, I just don't know how Pep's going to handle it. You know, they, they have one leg of the treble wrapped up. They got the premier league title. FA Cup's coming up, and then down the road, we have the Champions League final. 
I just, I mean, they started like Rodri, Stones, and Rico Lewis in, along with Kyle Walker as like a back four in the last match. So, I mean, there's clearly going to be some rotation. I think without seeing the starting 11, I just kind of lead towards Brentford at, at that half a goal with minus 105, like giving them the draw. Maybe they eke out a win. I just don't know City's motivation here. Like we've never really like seen them have this much ahead of them before. Like they have a historic trouble ahead of them. Um, so you'd like to think Pep would be like, this game means nothing. KDB is you're done, you know, uh, early and you're, you're done. Right. But I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, Kevin, like the point you're bringing up is just baked into this podcast for, for everybody listening. Like we're recording this on Thursday night. Like it, it's because it's a podcast and because we have a release schedule that we have to do it right now, but like we should be on the air live at 10 30 on Sunday yeah. morning after they release the lineups. Cause we have zero idea who the hell is going to be playing for any of these teams with yeah. the stakes, are, uh, the stakes being non-existent. Yeah. So we're I mean, making uh, big assumptions. Yeah. And we, we basically need our Caesars account up on like a screenshot. And so when I see that, like Calvin Phillips is starting at center back, that minus 0.5 for Brentford is going to be like my entire account on it. Yeah. So like, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of think Brentford, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder with the Ivan Tony thing. I, they have a chance to just have a uh, continue their impressive season. Um, I, I think there's, there's going to be some pride level for them. I mean, they're a small club that's got a chance to finish pretty high on the table uh, given their revenue streams and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so the one bet that I thought looked interesting, if city's going to rejigger their back line, like they kind of did in the last match, i always say his name wrong. I say it in Buemo. I think it's Embermo uh, with like an R sound. Uh, but basically the only goal scorer left on Brighton or on Brentford, um, plus three twenty anytime goal scorer. If he's running in against like Rico Lewis and Rodri playing center back or some Academy kid, I like my chances that Brentford's going to nick a goal and he's definitely the best bet to do it. Yeah. I mean, like in these games, I'm just reverting to like my gut and my gut is the same. It's fade Spurs and it's take City win, both score and just take the lines that are associated with those two things. And Manchester, I didn't do Manchester United corner bet, uh, but those are the things that just like, um, that, that's my like return to home. So I'm just doing it here. City win, both score plus 230. I don't know. Uh, I, if I'm going to bet city to win, I'm not, not going to take them to get a clean sheet since I have no idea who the hell is going to be in the lineup and it's not going to be their best 11. So of course I think Brentford's going to get one. And that's a great odds that, you know, city's ultimate talent of their entire program still wins out. And now you're getting plus two thirty after they also give up that goal. Yeah. We, we just need to have you be like on Twitch or something. So when you see Cole Palmer in that starting 11, we can watch you place that anytime goal scorer, bet. that's what, that's what I really need. That's how yeah. my Sunday wants to be spent. <laughs> all right well uh i don't know if the people that are playing in the next match want to be there at all that's not how they want to spend their sunday but i guess they collect their wages so they're going to show up anyway manchester united third 72 points versus fulham 10th and 52 points united is minus 195 Fulham is plus 480 the draw is plus 340 united minus a goal and a half is plus 130 fulham is minus 170 uh, so congrats to United. Let's give them a little bit of flowers here. Job done. They're back in the Champions League where they're historically have been very Great. successful. Um, Ten Hag is, has led them back from, from the abyss of the last few years of Europa. 
Um, congrats. That, that's awesome. And now they're going to start using their purse strings a little bit more to bring in players. Hopefully they get rid of the Glazers. And I think, you know, the next 10 years are certainly going to be better than the last 10 years or whenever, whenever it's been since first. That's, a, that's, a, that's a real low bar though. Yeah. <laughs> For Manchester United dumpster fire. That's a very low bar. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and you know, I say that as an Everton supporter, <laughs> The Lakers had a few down years, but eventually they returned to what the Lakers should be. I think we'll see the United snap back the same way. Yankees, Lakers, they they all return to their historic level, given the resources at their disposal. Uh, for this particular game, it's another shoulder shrug. Uh, since United has absolutely nothing to play for, I think it'll just be a party at, at uh, Old Trafford. They'll be celebrating. It's minus 170. It's not exciting. I'm not going to play it, but to get full and just to stay within a goal of a team that's has nothing to play for as art can just be celebrating and can basically be looking forward to the time off before the summer tour starts. I'm taking Fulham here plus one and a half. Uh, yeah, I took the same bet um, mostly just for the same reasons. I think, I think Fulham, you know, anytime that it, uh, they go, uh, someone goes up against United, it just always feels important. Um, so I think this match will probably mean more to Fulham than them. Uh, you know, Mitrovic, Alexander Mitrovic, pot favorite here, suffered a long suspension. Uh, so, you know, he's going to want to try to bag some goals here before the season ends. Might have a bonus in his contract or something that we don't know about. Um, and I mean, Fulham's, you know, had this knack of playing some of these bigger teams, pretty tough. Uh, so I took the, the plus 1.5 as well. And then I put my money on my guy, like Mitrovic, plus 140, anytime goal scorer. You know, in a match that means nothing. If he's shooting five times in matches, that means something. Yep. He's going to be shooting 10 times in matches that mean nothing. He might go play as a six and try to dribble through United's midfield and shoot. Came back from a suspension, scored two goals against Crystal Palace last week. Yep. Takes penalties, which is always important against a team that's probably playing Harry Maguire and Scott Matamonet and Fred. Uh, not, not an impossibility that there's a penalty in this matchup. I have the exact same prop. Uh, and as long as we're congratulating Manchester United, let's congratulate Fulham as well. Like they basically have gone freaky Friday on Everton. Like they're Everton's turning into this team that's trying to defend itself on the very last team of the year, historic, great ground, great fans. And Fulham is taking their place as like full safety, top half of the table, yeah. just cruising forward, no longer a yo-yo club. And they've kind of switched places uh, in the hierarchy in the premier league. I mean, if we're giving shutouts, we, we got to give one out to the namesake of the pod, the ghost of William. Ghost of William. Talk, talk about a signing that I for sure definitely gave a ton of flack to. Uh, and he actually was like a really important player for them in terms of their, their rise to stay up. Like, I, I mean, that dude turned back the clock. So props to him. Shout outs to William. Thank you for, you know, coming up with that wonderful name of our like alternate name of our podcast. Yep. Uh, all right, let's just get this out of the way. Chelsea 12th, 43 points. Newcastle 4th, 70 points. Newcastle's plus 145. Chelsea's plus 170. The draw is plus 250. Newcastle minus half a goal is plus 130. Chelsea is minus 170. Uh, this is a gift. It's a final chance to bet against a Frank Lampard-led team that could not give less of a crap. They've already packed their bags. They're They're done. Lampard's done. Everything is done. And somehow I'm getting a plus number. So give me Newcastle plus 145 all day. Yeah. Uh, I had to disappoint you at least once. Um, but because of the fact that I feel like this is Newcastle has had to put their foot on the gas to make sure they clinch the champions league. 
I think we're going to see Trippier is going to be rested. I think we're going to see Bruno Gimreich rested. I think we're going to see Isaac, who had an injury knock, almost came off in the last game, rested. Colin Wilson is probably going to get rested. We're going to probably see a lot of Elliot Anderson, Matt Target, Anthony Gordon. It's going to probably make an appearance of this bold cut, blonde die job. Um, So I think with that said, I just couldn't differentiate the two teams because they're just going to be playing like they're scrubs. And the one thing I will say is some of the young guys on Chelsea, like that United game was not a good result, but some of those young cats, Oh, is that your professional opinion? Yeah, that is my professional opinion. So please don't, oh, yeah, I'm the expert here. They, so they gave up almost do, six do, XG. Yeah. Is, that, is that good? I, they, that, that's not good. It's not good. Um, but I just was impressed with that. At least the young guys showed a little bit of fire um, out there. I mean, and I think Frank's going to probably roll it out. Like Lewis Hall, I actually thought he played pretty well. I, I thought there were some pretty good moments in there. So I think those guys will at least play hard enough to bring this match to level. Um, so I just took the draw plus 250. And then I took the draw with both the score at plus 333 uh, because Chelsea under Frank Lampard is not going to have a clean sheet. That just is not happening. And if Newcastle's playing their scrubs and they're they're probably going to uh, rotate Nick Pope out, who's one of the better shot stoppers in the Premier League, hard to see them not giving up a goal. So, and yes, I know you're going to bring up, you know how many times Chelsea scored in the last month? Well, they only need one for that bet to hit. I can't tell you how hard you're triggering me. I, we, we've got to move on. We, they spent a billion dollars, and you're selling me that Newcastle a team that was in a relegation fight a year ago is going to pay their entire backups, every backup they have. And it's a draw. It's a draw. After all of that expenditures, they are as good as the Newcastle backups who fought off relegation last year. Bra freaking. Oh, Chelsea, give me the over <laughs> two and a half minus half minus one forty Cause it's a Lampard led team. Uh, yes, they might get up one, but they're going to give up three. So the over two and a half, I thought I should have to pay twice that. That should be like minus 280. I think we're getting off real light at minus 140 here. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the actually one of the backup picks that I had. Uh, anytime you can go over against a Frank Lampard team, always a great idea. Always a great idea. Also a great idea not watching this match. Uh, <laughs> all right. Arsenal second at 81 points versus Wolves 13th at 41 points. Arsenal is minus 275. Wolves is plus 675. The draw is plus 400. Arsenal minus a goal and a half is minus 105. Wolves is minus 125, Brett. So um, Arsenal, they are playing at home. I hope their fans give them a warm reception, not a sort of cold shoulder for coming in second and, and kind of bottling it in the last ma- the last month. Uh, but they have absolutely nothing to play for here. Locked in the second. They should get clapped off even if they lose 4-0. I hope their fans honor the season that they had. And as such, I just don't – I think they'll play backups. I don't see any reason they should really go after this match. And if I'm getting an adjusted line in the Wolves' black magic, I'm taking it at minus 125 to just stay within the goal in this game. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. So super boring. And then I did go the uh, the Toby route here with – the over of two and a half goals because definitely think there's going to be some squad rotation, especially in the midfield. I just don't see a reason why some of the guys that they've been relying on, like Jorginho, Thomas Partey, who are either older or had some injuries are going to need to play. Um, I, same thing with Gabriel in the back four. I don't see why he needs to play. 
we could see like a Rob Holding reemergence again. We know what Rob Holding has been associated this season with with Arsenal is giving up goals. Um, so I think with with that, the over two and a half goals, Wolves are hardly a defensive stalwart. Um, so we, if this is a pickup soccer match, I kind of like there's going to be at least three. Well, at least we do have just the slightest bit of conflict here because I am going on the other side of your over. Uh, I'm taking under, but I'm taking under on the three and a half, which is minus 150. And it's a kind of a shocking statistic. I, I couldn't, I looked it up twice because I couldn't believe it. Wolves games have gone under three and a half goals, 23 out of the last 26 games since the restart of the World Cup. They are not ever involved in anything remotely exciting which actually fits their personality. So it shouldn't be that shocking. So if I don't think Arsenal has any motivation to go for the jugular here and Wolves don't ever get in the high scoring bangers of matches, minus 150 on the under three and a half seems like a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, two, one, one way or the other definitely seems like a pretty good range for this game. So I like that. All right. One more to get through and then um, we can take a break to the FA Cup final and send people on their way a little bit early this week. Just like this season ended a little bit early for all of us who care about results <laughs> and care about drama. Uh, the last one is my official shoulder shrug game. I have no idea, nor do I really care at all. Southampton already relegated 20th at 24 points versus Liverpool fifth at 66 points. Liverpool is minus 270. Southampton is plus 650. The draw is plus 410. Liverpool minus a goal and a half, minus 110. Southampton minus 120. Who freaking knows? Liverpool minus the goal and a half, minus 110. That's my full analysis. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that went through my head is like Liverpool is clearly better. Um, and even their B team can, you know, probably take it to Southampton a little bit. But I kind of feel like, you know, Southampton is going to want to send their fans off like with a good match, right? I think there is a little bit of a motivation of their professionals. They got relegated. This is their last chance to play in front of their fans in the Premier League. It's a big opponent. So I couldn't get to them winning. I didn't think the line with the spreads were that great. The draw one out of every four times this match just seemed like way more likely than I, I mean, they're way, way better pricing than I would have thought, like four to one for this nothing burger of a match to end tied seemed about right. Especially if Liverpool is going to rest a bunch of their, their main stars, like Salah's not playing. Kanate's not playing. Alexander Arnold's not playing things like that. Um, but one of my favorite bets that I kind of combed through, I was looking for something that looked appealing um, was the Southampton come from behind and draw was plus five fifty, And I definitely could see Liverpool maybe starting like a Yota Nunez Salah thing. They get a goal. And then Southampton just wants to send off their fans on a good note. And they push for that, that equalizer. I could see that happening at five to one, five and a half to one. You're getting pretty good odds for it. Uh, And Liverpool matches, as we know, are all over the place for the most part. So anything can kind of happen. So you left out uh, the the attacker that I'm betting on. And I I think they're going to play him because it's his last ever Liverpool match. The legend, Bobby Firmino. Oh, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby Firmino has, he's already announced he's leaving Liverpool at the end of the year. He scored a crucial goal for them at home last week, which was a great story, but I think he's going to be the guy trying the hardest on the, on the pitch to go out in a big way. And his anytime goal score number is minus minus one twenty. So there's not a lot of people playing for anything in this game except for him. So he's the only guy I can back. Cause otherwise I have no idea who's going to give a crap about anything in this match. Smiling Bobby with the goal. I like it. 
All right. Well, I know that wasn't the greatest content that we've ever done. I kind of feel like the newscaster that's on when the meteor is heading towards the earth and he just doesn't give a damn anymore. And he's <laughs> drinking whiskey and, you know, swearing on TV and saying all sorts of horrible things. That's kind of how I felt for the last 20 minutes. So I apologize about that. But let's take a break. And we do have one game that we could talk about that has pretty substantial stakes. The FA Cup final. We'll do that right after this. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Okay, one last matchup for the week in the FA Cup final. This is going to be June 3rd at 10 a.m. City is minus 220. United is plus 525. The draw is plus 360. Now, remember that this is a knockout tournament final, so there is a draw because at the end of 90 minutes, those are the lines I just gave you. Uh, If it does go into extra time or penalty kicks, there is a line for who will lift the trophy City is minus 400. United is plus 275. There is an adjusted line published, which is City minus a goal and a half is plus 130. United is minus 160. So because we're so far out from this match, Brett, there isn't as many lines posted as there normally would be. Um, I do have one prop that I'll throw out there. But overall in the match, like I, I think this is I think it's just faded in the stars. Like I know we're gonna come back. We have one final show this year where we'll do a Champions League preview. I but I think City's winning the trouble. Um something can happen between now and the Champions League final that changes my mind. Obviously, the odds can shift and then maybe enter becomes a value bet on an adjusted spread. I mean, we'll talk about that when we get uh, into our, our preview. But I, I think they're winning. And once you say that they're going to win, I'm just hunting for value. And so a trophy lift at minus 400 doesn't really do it for me whatsoever. Having them win in regulation at minus 220, yeah, absolutely. But this is a a freaking juggernaut. Like they are one of the great teams we've ever seen. And to get a plus number that they stamp this season by putting United into the ground at least two zero by at least two goals, and I'm getting plus 130 all day, all day. 
I like after staring at eight games of, of nonsense and games without stakes, it was a breath of fresh air to pull up the FA cup, see one that matters and see a plus number that completely aligns with the motivation of the team. So I think they are going to really, uh, really take it to United at Wembley. I think they're going to win two, three or four nil. Um, you can't same game parlay those quite yet, but I'd be looking at those once it comes out and I'm happy to get the plus number this far out for just them winning by two goals. Yeah. I mean, look, I've been on the record kind of, you know, pointing out that this United team was not a very strong team. Uh, and they've, they kind of took advantage of, I think of some collapses, obviously from other, the, the other big six clubs, uh, a weird schedule, um, getting knocked out of Europa early, uh, you know, a lot of things went in their favor for their league finish in terms of the champions league. Um, and I just think that city, you know, once Pep worked his magic, once John Stones became part of a double pivot, and it just, they have just been absolutely obliterating teams. I mean, we saw what they did in the second leg at home against Real Madrid, and Real Madrid is a, in a different class than Manchester United is. So seeing that plus number, even though it was minus one and a half, I would jump all over that as well. Um, and I also think that because of the fact that uh, City has not avoided a midweek game in probably like, two months <laughs> um, and they're going to basically have what is it going to be an exhibition match, which doesn't matter this weekend. And then a little time off before they play this FA cup final, I think they're going to come out early and punch them in the mouth. So yes. the, the, the goal, the goal, uh, the, sorry, the line for a goal in the first to 15 minute was one plus plus one seventy five, um, And I love that because I yep. really do think that this is going to be battered and bruised early and often type of match. And city is going to be rested. They're going to have finally have a chance to probably like actually have some training where everybody's participating. And so the, the machine that we've been seeing, it's going to be humming even at full tilt. And then Manchester United is going to be the one that walks into that buzzsaw. It's going to be hard pressed to believe that there's not going to be a bunch of really great chances in the first 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. So plus 175, I just jumped all over that one. And United's seasons of success. I mean, they made an FA Cup final and they qualified for the Champions League. So yeah. we already we already yeah. gave them their flowers earlier. Like this is a success either way, but City's going after you know a treble. Like hasn't happened in what 24 years, and they're they're not gonna well, they might win the treble next year, they might win the treble for the next 10 years, but you you can't take anything for granted, and having being uh, being just two games away, I, I think they're taking it to both games, and I think they're just going to go down as an absolutely legendary team. Uh, and as such, my prop: Manchester City win and over two and a half goals is plus one hundred five. I saw so that an- one too. I like that a lot. Yeah, another way to get a plus number on a City win and and a dominant performance. Maybe it's two one. Maybe it's three one. Maybe it's three nil. Like there's a ton of range of outcomes that can cover this line, but all of them have City in the win, and then you get correlated. And as I said, once once they post more props as we get closer to uh, the third. I'm going to be looking at same game parlors all over the place about city win to nil, at least two zero city win to nil, at least three zero and see what those lines are. Cause city winning to nil right now is plus plus one sixty, and their minus one and a half is, is plus plus one thirty. Of course you take a discount on the same game parlay, but I think a two nil win is going to be plus two fifty or higher. And I'm going to be all over it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's literally nothing about that logic that I can even poke at. All right. Okay, guys, so uh, we got through nine games in less time. It usually takes us to talk about five, so you're welcome for that. Let's do the five pint and wrap this up. 
Uh, I am up 2.8 pints on the month, and Brett, I am up 5.2 on the year. I thought really long and hard about taking like city, like plus eight and a half, just guaranteeing myself my five pints back and daring you to beat me. That's such a wild week. But oh, I decided, I decided don't to dare me, Toby. Don't don't throw down the gauntlet because I have something special for you today, Betty. Well, I decided to go the Ted Williams route, not laying down my bat to preserve the 400. And I'm going to try integrity. to back 406 instead. That is a word you associate with this podcast is integrity. Uh, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> um, all right. So I I did my best I can to just bet the games that actually have stakes because those are the ones I feel like I could actually understand. Uh, so it's a lot of relegation stuff, and it's all props. Um, Leicester City, West Ham, highest scoring half second, plus 105. Everton, Bournemouth, highest scoring half second, minus 110. Leeds, Spurs, both score, no draw, plus 114. And then this one also just felt like a layup. Uh, even though there's no stakes, but Frank Lampard's involved. So I'm going over here. Newcastle, Chelsea, over two and a half goals, minus 140. And then finally, that FA Cup final, City minus a goal and a half at plus 130. Yeah, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I have one FA Cup bet. And it's the one that I love. Goal in between the first and the 15th bet at plus 175. I got one pint on that. And then here it comes, Toby. It's all about the Gunners. It's all about the Gunners. I'm going to throw one pint down at Dwight McNeil plus 200. I'm going to throw one pint down on James Madison minus 110, both for two shots on target. And if you're counting, Toby, that's three total pints. Mm-hmm. And in my next bet, it is going to be a parlay of James Madison, two shots on target with Dwight McNeil, two shots on target for a nice, Juicy plus 472 number, and there's going to be two pints on there, Toby. Oh, my God. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Here we go. It's all about guys shooting from 30 yards out. That's all I need. And me with that. I'm like the Elmo meme with the fire behind me. Bring it on. Okay. Uh, That was something. I kind of wish I had the last 30 seconds of my life back so I could erase that from happening. So I didn't see my partner self Emily uh, in the five pie and just completely go up in flames <laughs> when you're barely profitable for the year. And this is going to move you into minus territory if you're wrong. So I believe McNeil. McNeil uh, Madison 2024. Yeah, I think is there going to be YouTube videos of like Chicago Park doing I believe for Dwight McNeil instead yes. of USA? Is that what you think is going to yes. happen? I'm just going to be that that guy that's in the basement of Landon Donovan one that slides down the stairs. That's going to be me, but yeah. not even not even on him scoring, just on him like literally getting the shot on target. This is your fault, Chelsea. This is your fault because if <laughs> they had held off United today, we would have had more games with stakes, and you wouldn't be so flipping insane to bet what you just bid. So <laughs> chalk it up to another casualty of the Chelsea season. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. This was, this was a fun episode of talking about what should have been the best day of soccer in the year, but is going to turn into a wild scramble to stay up and then, uh, some fun action between Leeds and Tottenham. Uh, but yeah, I'm still be watching obviously because it is super fun, right? 10 games going on at once split screens everywhere, especially in the relegation, you know, massive stakes and one goal changes the odds for everybody. So dramatically, it's very much like the world cup third round of the round Robin. Uh, that was our, my favorite soccer experience of this year and, and of the last several years. So uh, I'm still going to be tuning in. It's still going to be super fun. I wish there was more on the line, 
We are taking off next week. Uh, enjoy the FA Cup final, but we will be back for one last show before we shut down for the summer ahead of the Inter Milan Manchester City Champions League final on, I believe that's June 10th. Yep. So enjoy the final game of the year, guys. Uh, thank you for staying with us. And we will be back in two weeks with our usual interchange of horrible advice backed by expert analysis. Take care, everyone. Go to Ivan McNeil. <laughs> <laughs>